Hello. Uh, welcome to the MT for Christ 24-7 podcast. Uh, this is MT Clark, and this is the Freedom uh, Celebrate Freedom Discipleship Course, Lesson 7, Mission. It'll be the, uh, it's the, officially the last lesson of seven. Um, uh, these, these lessons for Celebrate Freedom Discipleship Course were developed by me in 2020, um, as part of my master's thesis in Christian counseling that was the, the designed to introduce uh, Christian discipleship principles into a recovery program or a recovery model or to develop just a standalone um, discipleship program of study. Um, basically, I felt that there was uh, a need uh, to make the 12-step program or even celebrate recovery uh, the, uh, celebrate recovery programs a little more Christian um, by being specific about um, Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and um, by living as followers of Jesus Christ or as disciples of Jesus Christ. And so we developed uh, these lessons for that purpose to increase our faith and uh, faith and to um, increase our effectiveness as Christians and to really um, bring us into uh, our kingdom purpose, which is the, uh, the 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 theme of this lesson. And uh, we'll start by sharing our screen uh, with that presentation. Let's see. Boom. There we are. Okay. And we shall begin. Celebrate Freedom Discipleship Course Lesson 7, Mission. Uh, by M.T. Clark. That's me. And we move along. All right. This, uh, discipleship principle number seven. We are to seek out and continually walk in our personal kingdom mission, which will include fellowshipping and discipling with the body of Christ and impacting the world outside the church through service and evangelism. One of the biggest concerns regarding recovery or the Christian life in general is maintenance. Often when people have success in recovery or have given themselves to the Lord, they tire of the new life they have because it is unfamiliar. And eventually they are disappointed in the body of Christ or themselves and either end up leaving the fellowship of the church and go back to their previous habits and attitudes of life or remain but have little or no growth and fail to pursue their kingdom purpose. But we are, as Ephesians 2.10 tells us, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So we're, we are prepared for good works. We're not saved by good works. We're prepared for them. You know, uh, the good works come after we're, we're saved. And uh, God prepares them for us. That shows that God has a plan for our life. He has a, he has a mission. Uh, so he's got good for, works for us to do. Uh, as followers of Jesus Christ, we're supposed to seek out what those things are and, uh, and to know what our purpose is. So we move along. And uh, and Jesus warns us of unfruitfulness. In Matthew 13, 20 through 22, Jesus taught the seed, uh, about the sower of the seed, uh, the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. 
The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. Jesus warns that believers can stumble or be unfruitful when our spiritual foundation isn't right. When we go from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, or from addiction to recovery, we have to adapt to a whole new way of living. To do that successfully, we must fill in the gaps in our lives that our old attitudes and habits previously occupied. The way we maintain uh, the freedom that we have so desperately fought for is to remember what we have learned while we seek the new purpose that God has for us. We need to find our kingdom's mission. Um, and uh, somebody paraphrased the, uh, Matthew 13, 22 to say, you cannot focus on the kingdom of God while tangled up in the thorns of life. You know, we're to be in the world, but not of the world. And uh, we're supposed to represent God's kingdom. So um, we don't want to be unfruitful and be concerned and caught up in the cares of this world when we when we have a higher higher call. And we have to manage our the our, the expectations of our walk. Um, Philippians three twelve says, "I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ first possessed me." Whereas our photo here tells us or paraphrases the same verse: "I have not reached my goal, and I am not perfect, but Christ has taken hold of me." And so I keep running and struggling to hold, take hold of the prize. The idea of being a super Christian should be put aside, as we are only trying to make steady progress according to our individual gifts and call from God. We are not pushing for perfection as much as remaining in peace and harmony with God as we follow where he leads. The levels of our surrender will will vary uh, depending on each of our individual gifts and call. So we should not look to our neighbor's walk and find fault or feel superior. And we realize we are all different and are, are, and are following God the best we can. We are to seek God and support one another with love and encouragement. And we can walk at our own pace. Uh, we all have different gifts and, uh, and calls for different purposes. Uh, Romans 12, 4, 6 tells us just as each of, each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we are many from one, uh, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. Let us use them. Everyone is different with unique unique gifts and a call on their life we are to in a process of maturation we have made progress but are still growing and will be until we see jesus remember our lives in christ are about progress not perfection we are his eternally so we can go at our own pace so we must develop the fruit of gentleness with ourselves by being patient and forgiving uh, when we miss the mark of our desired behavior and goals. Remaining persistent, we must pick ourselves up when we fall, try to reduce the number of falls, increase the duration of time between falls, and try to eliminate those falls altogether. 
we must keep our journey balanced with conviction, compassion, and commitment, uh, where we acknowledge when we go astray, thank God for his forgiveness, and endeavor to not make the same mistakes twice and learn from them. The hope of your calling. Ephesians 1, 17 and 18 tells us, God may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Hope of your calling is your vocation, your mission, or your promise, what you're to do. In our walk, we never lose hope, even when we are not progressing or have taken a step back. Because we know our journey is not about our performance. Uh, although we try to get better as part of our maturation process and try to discover our kingdom purpose, we should remember to be patient and forgiving toward ourselves as we go. We should also look for some company as we walk. That points us to discipleship. Uh, as Jesus said uh, in Matthew 10, 24, a disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. And in Matthew 18, uh, 28, 19 through 20, uh, Jesus tells us to go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. The simple meaning of the word disciple is learner or student. Um, people in recovery are becoming disciples in a sense because they are learning a new way of life. For Christian recovery, we want to be disciples of Jesus, and our daily lives should be used to grow deeper in the knowledge of our Lord and more intimate in terms of our heart relationship with him. Our devotional practices, Bible study, and prayer prepare our hearts and minds for our kingdom mission as we come together to support one another in our recovery and our walk with god our process could be identified as discipleship or discipleship counseling as we give each other advice life together as christians discipleship is an intentional relationship in which we walk with other believers to edify and encourage each other in our faith walk, growing closer to one another as we go, grow closer to the Lord. We can learn to live the Christian lifestyle through studying the Bible or taking a discipleship course. But by doing this together, we can learn through one another's advice as we can draw upon our collective knowledge and experience of applying the word's wisdom to our lives to avoid mistakes and pitfalls that others have suffered. The accountability, clarification, and feedback that we receive in discipleship are elements that we cannot fully replicate through individual study. Discipleship also includes equipping one another to teach others as well. The value of talking about our faith with one another is realized as we learn to not only understand what we believe and how we are to live, but also learn how to verbally express it effectively to others. Together, we can learn to overcome objections, questions, and doubts through examining, rehearsing, and improving our testimonies and gospel messages through coaching and encouragement. Discipleship Triads Triad discipleship groups are three or four individuals who agree to meet periodically to build supportive relationships 
to assist and to challenge one another to become more passionate, fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Greg Ogden's Transforming Discipleship demonstrate that groups of three or four Christians discipling one another change changes the dynamics uh, from a student-mentor discipleship model to a group process where the parties are energized and benefit from group wisdom and a team mentality. Ecclesiastes 4.12 tells us, though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a three uh, a threefold cord is not quickly broken. 12-step programs stress the importance of sponsors and accountability partners for an individual's successful recovery. Having the support and feedback of other people who are traveling on the road of recovery can be the difference between someone relapsing or continuing to stay clean and sober. As Christians in recovery who are seeking to maintain our victory, we should seek to extend our relationships with sponsors and accountability partners into discipleship triads. And as Jesus said in Matthew 18, 20, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Group therapy to discipleship. Um, yeah, the power of group therapy, connecting with others in recovery. Now, celebrate recovery, small group discussions, um, establish a vehicle to, to discuss material transparently and to grow closer as groups. They provide an opportunity to form accountability groups and a natural way to transition to small discipleship groups. Discipleship triads would serve as a support to recovery, to the Christian lifestyle, and to apply biblical principle to life's problems as they happen. Transformation happens when we live in community with other Christians being encouraged and challenged to consider the wisdom of the, Bi the Bible in the context of everyday life. Accountability brings the relationship to a deeper level, allowing others to speak truth into our lives and to hold us responsible to keep the promises we make. Discipleship triads can become an effective defense for relapse or walking away from the church and even empower purpose as the team not only supports one another, but can work together in joint service projects or to bring others into the kingdom through evangelistic outreach. Beyond these benefits, discipleship prepares us to grow in our individual kingdom mission as we learn where our strengths and the Lord guides us. Mission, serving at the local church. The local church community is the place where we are intended to dwell and prosper. As disciples, we should seriously consider serving our local church. Several opportunities for service may be available, such as AV ministry, uh, Sunday school or children's ministry, uh, being on the worship team or choir, uh, being an usher or greeter at the church, uh, serving in the nursery, taking care of those uh, little bitties. Uh, <laughs> also, others in some churches, there's hospital or nursing home ministry. Um, there are Bible studies, youth ministry. Um, there's people needed to clean or maintain uh, the church and, and do groundskeeping work. Um, there's some churches have jail ministry. Uh, some have discipleship ministries. Um, others do hospitality uh, for for people. Um, you know, hosting parties and things like that. 
and then of course there's recovery ministry and there are just your basic small groups which could include men and uh, women's ministry type of small groups or classes um, all churches are not created equal, however, and there is a wide spectrum of varying levels of opportunity for service and fellowship, depending on your local church. Some churches have a plethora of programs, small groups, and social activities, while others have virtually none. Serve your church where you can, as you are led by the Spirit. Outside the four walls, going to all the world, although we can find uh, the means to serve and grow within the church. Scripture clearly shows we are to go out into the world to preach the gospel and to love our neighbors as ourselves, as Mark 16, 15 tells us. And he said to them, go into the, all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And uh, Matthew twenty two thirty nine 39 tells us the second greatest commandment is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. So on the international, uh, there are international national missions we can do. Um, opportunities exist to go on short or long-term international or national mission trips through local churches and national and international missionary organizations. Short-term mission trips are a great way to serve the Lord and to mature in your faith. For those with a call on your heart for long or short-term missions, make goals to position yourselves to go. And then there's local missions. And it's all, it has often been said that our local community is our mission field. As followers of Jesus Christ, we need to be a witness to our friends and neighbors in our local community. As stated in the worship lesson, those, those at our, work, our places of work uh, should be aware that we are Christian by our personal testimony and by our conduct. Uh, there may be restrictions on what we can say and do at work regarding our faith, there are virtually no limits to what we can do in our personal lives to represent the kingdom and encourage others to follow Jesus. And that includes evangelism, um, seeking the lost, <laughs> evangelism Jesus, Jesus style, which would point us to our best form of evangelism, which is our personal testimony and our Christian lifestyle. Being an overcomer, you know, uh, we are supernaturally blessed with the testimony of a transformed life. As we walk and commit ourselves to good works for the glory of the Lord, our testimony becomes richer and richer as our impacted life touches those around us. When our walk with the Lord is continuous, our testimony never ends. We can add to our witness by doing organized evangelism, by partnering partnering with other Christians from our local church and doing street evangelism, putting on public outreach events, or distributing gospel tracts. These means not only can be used by the Lord to bring new people into the kingdom of God, but can also cause us to grow in our faith and to grow closer to those we partner with from the body of Christ. And, of course, there's Christian social media outreach. Social media uh, is a great way to make friends and share the hope of the gospel to others, both near and far. We can monitor posts to see what is going on in people's lives and offer prayer or encouragement uh, to them in their journey. Connecting via social media can be used by the Lord for discipleship and evangelism. And we should utilize all the tools at our disposal to further the cause of the kingdom of God. 
uh, and we can include um, things like texting or email, uh, podcast, for instance, and uh, you know, streaming or uploading videos to to give the Lord glory and to reach other people for the kingdom of God. Then there's volunteering. One of the best witnesses for the church, which is underutilized, is becoming involved in local community service and national charities that serve various causes for the community. Be it walks, 5Ks, marathons, or other fundraising events, these charitable venues allow you to meet people outside of the church who have a heart for community service but need Jesus. Um, some examples of organizations that have volunteering opportunities include the American Red Cross, the United Way, the Salvation Army, and your local volunteer fire departments. Our entrance into volunteer service is to serve the cause we have volunteered for, but should also be undertaken with the understanding that we are participating to serve the kingdom of God on a larger scale than where we would have been able to in our normal circles. Every new contact is a chance to share our testimony and the love of Jesus Christ. With every volunteering opportunity, we should also be prepared to lead, as the Lord often positions his people for a place of authority. And finally, we wrap it up. As followers of Jesus, our mission in life is to share the good news of the kingdom of God. We are all different with various talents and gifts, so what our personal kingdom mission is will be determined by where God has placed us and what he has placed in our hearts. Part of our mission is to overcome our sins and to resolve conflicts or character defects that prevent us from being what God wants us to be, free. Our lives are to be living expressions of our love for and gratitude uh, to our Lord and Savior. Our worship draws us closer to the Lord by renewing our minds and hearts to love and serve him as a natural expression of our faith. This lesson told us to build one another up in our faith through discipleship and to equip one another to disciple others. We recommend forming discipleship triads to empower and build the overall body of Christ and, and to increase its numbers. We spoke of the importance of finding and building into a home church with service. Uh, then we encourage you to go out and evangelize friends and neighbors, both locally, nationally, and internationally, both through your physical presence and via social media. These steps are progressive and simultaneous as they add up to a transformed life that is sustained by the love for the Father to seek our purpose, uh, which is to give him glory in the way we that was meant specifically for us. When we seek out God's kingdom mission for our lives, we replace our past darkness with a life of love, meaning, and purpose. Living for God is every disciple's kingdom's mission. That's it. And it doesn't have to be a complicated mission. You know, really just living a, a, a good life and, and pointing people to Jesus is our kingdom mission. And there's many different ways we can do that. And it takes us out of the darkness of, our, of who we used to be and leads us into the purpose for our life, to give God glory and to make Jesus known. So it's a good mission and it can be lived out in all kinds of different ways. Um, it, it's basically been my mission. Uh, since the Lord 
saved me and led me out of the darkness of addiction and has progressively just moved me along. And, um, and so that's why we do the podcast. That's why we do these lessons is to let, let everyone know, like Christians know that, um, their life has a purpose and, um, that purpose is to know the Lord and to enjoy him fully and to, and to share, share that love with others. So we hope this, this lesson has, uh, encouraged you in your faith and, uh, and makes 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 you understand that this life of you know, Christian discipleship is something we can live twenty four seven, as our podcast says, and um, you know it gives you a rich life that's filled with the fruit of the spirit. Um, so we this is our final lesson for the Celebrate Freedom Discipleship course. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. If you want to check out the other lessons, we have a playlist of all of them, um, and they'll be on our podcast and our YouTube channel. Uh, for you to enjoy uh, going forward. Uh, we deeply appreciate everyone who uh, clicks on and views and subscribes to our, our YouTube channel and our podcast. And uh, we wish to thank you for the encouragement you give um, by just, you know, tuning in and listening. It makes, makes us understand that, uh, you know, every encouraging word we give is deeply needed. And, um, you know, that we're not alone in this thing. Life in Christ is a good thing that should be encouraged. So from me, M.T. Clark, to all of you, I say thank you and God bless you all.